Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. Alright. What's up, listeners? It's your co-host, Fran. Baker, millennial, baby mom, co-host of this podcast, The Review Crew. Hey, it's Emma, New Yorker, um, feminist. Ooh. <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, I am, but like, I don't know why. <laughs> You're like joking. I hate women. <laughs> um, on an infertility journey, I'm a teacher. I am ready to party. Hell yeah. I like that I've, you mix it up every time and I pretty <laughs> much do the same thing every time. I think it's a good combo. It is. I'm always like, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh. So what's our what's our check in today? What's what's our emotional state? How are you? Well, we had to get up really early to go to the fertility clinic. Ooh. Um, we had to check and see if we're ready to do something called a trigger shot. People, a trigger shot. It sounds um, horrifying. Yeah, and then that was like it just felt like a pain in the ass. Like first of all, we had to get up at seven a.m. Mm-hmm. then and that was annoying then it's like the subway isn't going to the stop that we needed to so we had to get off two stops early and then just like walk hella far which is like always That's... annoying to me yeah yeah and then we get there and we had to wait for a fucking long ass time and then the nurse that knows me and knows my fragility around blood draws mm-hmm. <laughs> who's like nice to me wasn't even there it was some nurse I didn't even know between uh, you know him and abraham or whatever that saying is i nope. don't know i don't know <laughs> um nurse was not nice frankly uh, the worst and then, i know so then i just like and also i didn't have coffee before because i just like didn't have time so i was like really tired mm-hmm. and then i just it left me in a little bit of a funk then adrian and i got dunkin donuts and that yeah. cheered us up a little bit yeah that, then, that will help yeah. Then I took a shower, and that's been. Oh, and then I made a beautiful lunch that I'm gonna just that I'm gonna review shortly. Oh, dude, hell yeah, hell yeah! You've had a fucking busy ass day. Thank you. Wait, tell me, what's your mood check in? Oh, I'm just like kind of sleepy. We had friends over last night, which was nice. Um, I'm on my weekend. We're recording on a Sunday, but for me, it's my Saturday. Hmm. Um. It's hot as fuck today. But yeah, like, I mean, you know, it's three hours earlier here. We've barely done anything. We, like, went on a little uh, on a little walk and Sylvia just passed right out in her stroller. So I'm just kind of having a lazy Sunday. Cute. So I'm just bringing lazy, pleasant energy is what I'm hoping to be bringing. Much That's significantly nice. less cranky than the last time we recorded. That's really good. Origin. I'm so glad because I was worried I was going to be cranky again. So maybe you will brighten it. Oh, I balance it. I I always embrace your crankiness. I love it. I see it. I bear witness <laughs> to your crank. Um, <sighs> dude, and it's honestly it's because it's my weekend. That I'm not cranky because I've actually been pretty cranky this week. You know, what? let's just let's just get off into a really quick uh, motherhood minute. Really, I just yeah. want to actually rate this situation. Um, I would like to review baby's ability to sleep i don't know if i've reviewed this before but i'm reviewing it again um baby's ability to sleep two out of ten babies sleep like shit 
And you know what that does? It makes me sleep like shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the last night, and like this wasn't bad because it's my weekend, so I can be like very chill about it right now. Um, Sylvia woke up. Actually, she didn't wake up until five. She normally sleeps till like seven or seven thirty. She woke up at five. And I say she didn't wake up until five because two nights previous, she woke up at one in the morning and then was just wide awake for like 45 minutes mm-hmm. um, rolling around keeping me awake and like I'm like if I were to sleep like between my bedtime and getting up that day I would have gotten a solid five hours of sleep and then like but then I'm woke up multiple times by her to nurse and then she woke up for 45 minutes so I don't know how much fucking sleep I got but not enough um, and it's just like all week this week she's been like randomly waking up in the middle of the night just for like you know, anywhere between 10 minutes and like an hour. Um, so yeah, two out of 10 to baby sleeping, um, or a baby's ability to sleep is she's probably in like a regression or something. I have not Googled the developmental stage she's in, but whatever is happening is fucking terrible. Damn. That does sound rough though. The sleep aspect sounds very rough. Yeah, it is not great, but you know, okay. I would like to review, though, early baby talking um, as 10 out of 10, though. Everything she says is very cute. I love um, it. And so it's like literally she's it's like 1.30 in the morning. She's not fucking sleeping. I'm so tired and I'm so mad. And then she just sits straight up, puts her finger on my nose and goes, what's that? What's that? <laughs> then turns and looks to Steven, puts her finger on his nose. What's that? Oh, <laughs> and just is making little sounds. And it's like so cute even though I'm so annoyed by it. That is pretty cute. Also, I I heard if I can reveal on the pod that she says baby now, and that's pretty mm-hmm. cute. Yes. It's really cute, too. So um, when my sister comes to babysit, she brings uh, two of my three nephews, a four-year-old and a, like, couple-month-old. Um, and so Sylvia, like, sees her carrying around the baby, the tiny baby, all the time. Um, and so like, and like Sylvia will carry on her stuff. Like she, she generally will be cuddly with her stuffed animals now and sometimes call them baby. But like, especially after my sister has been here with her really little baby, Sylvia will like be carrying around her stuffed animals all day and like kind of rocking them and saying baby. And it's so cute. That's really, really cute. I love it. Yeah. The baby, the babies are good despite their absolutely heinous ability to sleep. Just (laughs) so rude to me (laughs) disrespectful Um, but yeah that's my main cranky thing for the week everything I I mostly will have I think better reviews that's great I feel like yeah TTC is my main cranky thing as it always is but everything else yeah yeah. what were we gonna say oh I was gonna say you talked you were talking about what you did today a little bit earlier do you want to go more into it and just start with a cranky review or do you want to be like reviewing something else the last thing I'll say about it is so this is our first like medicated IUI cycle it's like kind of a Mm -hmm. big deal you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and so you know according to a little piece of paper that our doctor gave us like today we should have been able to like do the trigger shot or whatever Mm -hmm. like I mentioned but after all this rigmarole going to freaking far away to, for this appointment mm-hmm. um they call and are just like why don't you come back in two days in the morning also and i'm just like what uh, so because like my follicles aren't ready yet so 
just wait another two days, come in on Tuesday morning, you know, before work and do the the whole thing again. Yeah, it's just everything with TTC sucks. Is that so would you call this a one out of ten or a zero out of ten? Where are we at? Um you know what's so funny? Like we had like better experiences with the morning blood draws. Like sometimes in the past, especially the first couple times, Adrian and I were like, This is cute. We're up early, like we're holding hands, we're going to the fertility clinic. Like it was very much kind of nice Mm -hmm. almost. That's very sweet. Yeah, but today that was just not my experience. I think I need to set myself up for success next time by having coffee Mm -hmm. um that's critical yeah going earlier so that's less busy Mm -hmm. and then it will be back to being like a five out of ten instead of today Mm -hmm. it was like a two out of ten yeah dude that sounds that everything about this sounds so hard and awful it is but you know what i want to not be a Debbie Downer and like always be like bringing the mood down so like I have other positive reviews okay yeah yeah well here wait actually um yeah Emma you're standing on a balcony with a big <gasps> cat right now and suddenly cat? and suddenly I fly up on a magic carpet and I do you trust me I hold yes. out my hand to you I pull you up onto my magic carpet we're flying we're flying <laughs> we're going through the clouds it's incredible and suddenly <laughs> the clouds part and we are in we see the pop culture palace yes! yet again we arrive i love um, it i got some pop culture music especially musical reviews to do today Ooh, and maybe this oh my will gosh. uplift a bit oh my gosh are wait did you listen to heads carolina tales california yes i listened Hell yeah <laughs> i listened i listened <laughs> um i didn't i'm like did i actually make a rating for this okay I did actually. Okay, I took I took a note on this. I had to double check because I was like, I did listen to it. I made sure to do that this week because I knew I had other musical reviews, and I was like, Emma will murder me, and it will be unfair <laughs> if I don't review. Um, so why don't I'll just start there then? So yes, we're, yeah. we're in the pop culture palace. We enter country corner. We're in the country corner. We actually we go out into the back, um, sort of the into the grounds. We see like the horse stable. There's like a big barn, and I'm just like, oh, what's this like music playing? It's like a little country music festival happening in the palace. Um, and they're playing Heads Carolina Tales California, and I would give that. I was gonna. I'm rating it pretty high. I feel like um, as a seven out of ten, because it's just like a catchy song. It's yeah. just a catchy song. But I will say, I don't think I'm ever gonna listen to it again. <laughs> that's fair that's fair because uh i was and then because i wanted to accompany that with my opinion of country music i feel like i'm putting it at six out of ten i was gonna go lower because it's truly not my genre but i do like a lot of like like pop country can be fun and i would consider that song like just like a solid pop country song can jam to that in the same way that i could just jam to like a shania twain song just like yeah this is fun exactly um, it's exactly that energy and it's great and 90s women country is really mm-hmm. where it's at yeah and i do like really i enjoy some like americana i like a lot of folk music like things that like there are things that are intersecting with country music or like sub genres of country that i can get down with so i'm like it's a six out of ten because overall i tend to steer clear but i have enough like there's some crossover in there of like this i can do that is great and i'm also really really happy to hear that you're going to do other music reviews because on the train to the freaking place this morning i was like i'm in a desert vis-a-vis music i have no new music i was listening to my like early summer playlist and it was just not slapping 
Ooh, so let is... me know. Okay. All right. Well, do you do you want to do a review of maybe something you listened to that you liked or something you didn't like first, or should I just go into another musical review? Like this is how, okay. I actually wrote this down to review because this is how much I did not have any music to listen to. Is I listened mm-hmm. to the Bjork song, possibly, maybe. Great song, guys. Mm-hmm. It's on the album Post, I believe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, great song about love. And I recommend it, possibly, maybe, by Bjork. Bjork, amazing. The song itself, um, it really rocks. <laughs> I'll give it a nine out of. I mean, nine point five. Hell yeah, it's really, it's really good. Anyway, yeah. tell me yours. I'm not. I'm not a big Bjork fan, but I do. Steven is a huge Bjork fan, and so I end up absorbing a lot of it tangentially. And I feel like it's still just like I just need to give her the time that she deserves because, like, her music is like interesting and like I say that in a way of like that one makes it not like the first thing I want to listen to but also I know that I'll like it once I like give it a chance yeah it just all depends on what song you're listening to because some of it's too experimental for me but this one not experimental just just a good jam just straight straight bopping Mm -hmm. okay well I wanted to review this is not a specific music but I wanted to review the moment when Spotify radio really nails it And I would say that experience is a 10 out of 10 moment. I used to have Apple Music long ago. And let me just say, their radio, whatever they do for their algorithm, is absolutely awful. Literally just like playing music that is so unrelated to what I was listening to before. Playing music that I hate. Playing music that I've never listened to before. (laughs) Playing music that is not in even a similar genre at all. Um just fucking so bad so bad so I did have to make the move to Spotify a couple years ago and it's not like Spotify radio always nails it like there's usually like a couple songs that don't fit in there but the other day at work I was needing to get pumped up and I'm like what do I need to get pumped up I'm gonna put on an Idols album um and then once the album was over I just let the radio play Mm -hmm. and it was like every song was so fun and upbeat and exactly the like punky energy I needed to like do my day I was listening to Amel and the Sniffers I was listening to Parquet Courts I was listening to Bad Nerves I was listening to Fugazi and Fugazi it's a classic classic band and then and specifically like Spotify radio I feel like when like basically is more likely to introduce me to something that I'm end up returning to like uh someone i learned through spotify radio is bob villain who also ended up on this uh like villain with a v yeah yeah he like is like this punky guy from uh england uh who's great and he has this song fuck what is it called we live here it like comes up on my spotify radio all the time and i love it it's so good definitely check it out um i will very good but yeah 10 out of 10 to when the spotify radio is good 10 out of 10 to idols radio it was just like playing everything i wanted to hear it was so good i agree with you spotify radio is good i definitely mm-hmm. i actually do agree with that a lot yeah yeah do you listen to Amel and the sniffers never heard of it never not once i feel like you would like it it's like this australian lady fronted punk band it's like very upbeat nice i really okay really enjoy um i really like the song was it called guided by angels that whole album i really enjoy i think it's called comfort to me 
I would rate it, uh, I don't know, 8 out of 10. Okay, very cool. Wait, I have a question for you. I feel like a lot of the music you guys enjoy is like, has a darkness to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Idols, mm-hmm. in my mind, from what I've listened to, has like a darkness. Mm-hmm. Would you say that this is like a dark vibe? I would say less, much less so. That's which okay. is one of the reasons I think that you'll like it um, more. Nice. Um, I think it's a, it's more like because not all of Idols is like that, but definitely a lot of it. And I feel like Ammo and the Sniffers is a lot more like party fun time. Nice, fun. Yeah, at least from my experience. I'm not like a huge fan. I haven't listened all the time, but Wait, I would recommend. I'm opening up my Spotify because actually, based on what you just said, I feel like you should check out mm-hmm. this band, uh, the Dead Milkmen. Do you ever listen to them? I don't know. I have never heard. Adrian introduced them to me this summer. Another punk band. I mm-hmm. like um, the song called Dean's Dream. Ooh. Great song. And what would you rate it? Um, I mean, I can't even like, I literally had to open my Spotify to like remember the name. I don't even remember how it goes. Like I couldn't sing it for you. So I feel like I can't rate it right <laughs> now. <laughs> but it was, it's a very fun song. And if you're in a punky mood, it's a good like upbeat punk right. song. We rate it good. For this we, rate it good. we can't good get enough. into more specifics than that at this time <laughs> at this juncture exactly i'm not prepared yes well i mean now that we've i mean we've wandered into sort of the punk gutter behind the country music stage <laughs> behind the barn but oh what's that over there it looks like it's a little like petting zoo with a bunch of kitties listening to kids music because oh. kids music reviews baby hell yeah raffi mm-hmm. etc Raffi's definitely getting a review. Raffi, 10 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, Raffi's really good. Something I did not realize until, like, looking this up recently is that Raffi basically invented every song, like, wrote every song of my childhood that I just assumed, like, were so much a part of my life growing up and that everybody knew I didn't realize that they weren't like like I assumed they were like nursery rhymes like had existed for all of time (laughs) like I didn't realize that he just actually was a fucking genius yeah he is like for real a genius baby beluga down by the bay I think he did he he wrote down by the bay I'm pretty sure he wrote down by the bay I hope I'm not wrong I meant to actually look it up to like give you the full list of things he wrote (laughs) because it is like shocking of just like how much awesomeness there is. Wait, um, I also have a kids music review after you, and I'm excited. Oh no, let's let, we can we can take different turns. So Raffi, definitely a ten out of ten. Also, you got me a book version of Baby Beluga. Um, it's the lyrics of Baby Beluga with like beautiful illustrations. Mm. It's one of Sylvia's favorite books. It's been mm. one of her favorite books since she showed preference for books. She still picks <laughs> it up and brings it to me all the time. It is so cute i recommend that book to anyone and that song to anyone obviously we sing that song to her constantly i know the words because of the book and like on the back they advertise like other little raffy songs that have been turned to books but you can tell from their little covers of it illustrations are not as good as the baby beluga book baby beluga 10 out of 10 the song the book every part of it so good it was a perfect gift for us yay i love that I but now what is what's your that. kids music uh, okay movie? i just got reminded of a um okay it's a cd or an album what have you mm-hmm. with um, a variety of artists and it was made in the 90s to like for some like non-profit like some benefit of like feed mm-hmm. the children or something anyway but steven had this cd also and we have bonded about this because yeah. it is 
such it's so full of hits that I continued playing it as a teacher like for students because it's just like it never gets old and it's got the song blueberry pie on it which is a very good song Mm. for kids it's also got like freaking Bruce Springsteen singing this old man it's got like a bunch of like really funny songs and you should check it out wait I feel like if you look up um blueberry pie song okay you'll find it I will definitely do that because I am looking up to mix up our children's music that sounds great wait did you give it a number rating um that album mm-hmm. very nostalgic for me so it's almost unrateable but I love it I mean there's there's a few skips so I'll give it I'll give it a 8.5 out of 10 Ooh, all right but, hell yeah yeah okay I have my other my I have two more baby music reviews because the thing with baby music is that I don't ever want to listen to it really Mm. um and I was very against playing specifically baby music at first I was like well she's just gonna we're gonna listen to like the Beatles and music that I like that's like good for kids but isn't baby music because this stuff is annoying and then it's amazing to me of like if you actually turn on a song for kids though her immediately starting to dance and I'm like oh fuck this is like why we do this why humans invented baby music yeah um so something that is very uh, entertaining to me, and this is like for very little baby music. This is like the calm lullaby music that you play while they're napping when they're little to like just chill. What I play in the car when she starts crying and I'm trying to get her to sleep. I would like to review the album Mark Anthony for Babies. It's got a oh picture. yeah, you talk about this a lot. Dude, yeah. it's so good. I would call it a 9 out of 10 um, because it is just like it is instrumental baby versions of mark anthony hits um so it'll just be like vivir mi vida but it's just like bing 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 and then has like a rubber ducky sound in the background (laughs) and little like (laughs) sounds also um and it is my sister introduced me to this album uh when my middle nephew my second nephew was born she listened to it with him a lot and he loved it so i when i would babysit i would always play it at his nap time I played it for Sylvia, her nap time, like I said. Um, yeah, definitely like an 8, 9 out of 10. Because it is just like the most basic baby music. So it's very much like a non... It's it's an inof- it's inoffensive, is how I would describe it. And Sylvia loves it. Back. All right. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> okay. This was really showing me. Okay. I had the audacity to try to Google to figure out what the album was called that I was just talking about. Mm. And it just didn't want me to be doing that and recording at the same time. Row. I almost Googled Raffi songs and I didn't because I was worried that it would uh, cancel. Okay, yeah. Where did, where did we leave off? Where did we get cut okay. off? Okay. You were describing Mark Anthony's songs for babies okay well let's just leave it eight or nine out of ten (laughs) did i did i get to the part where i was talking about how it comes up on playlists for me now um i don't think so i think that is where i was in the middle of that when i got cut off okay so i was saying that one of the reasons it's not a nine or ten out of ten like raffi and it's an eight is because uh uh, spotify is creating like best like alt rock of the 2010s or like best 2010s music because i listened to a lot of music from then 
Um, and then randomly I'm like listening to LCD sound system and then it's playing fucking Mark Anthony for babies because <laughs> it came out in the same decade. That's um, really cute. And it kind of ruins my vibe sometimes while I'm like trying to play music on the speakers at work. Um, so wait, how were you introduced to this album? Oh, okay. So this, I also mentioned this. I may have been talking for a long time after he <laughs> navigated away because I wasn't looking at my phone. Um, I don't know how Leela found it, but my sister found it when Isaac was a, was a wee babe, my Cute. second nephew. And so she was playing it a lot for him because she had been looking for music to mix it up. So she wasn't listening to the same lullaby tracks all the time. And so I would play it for him at his nap time when I would babysit. Oh, Mm-hmm. yeah Cute. classic yeah and it's got the cute baby with sunglasses on the cover like highly recommend if you're looking to like mix up your lullabies i like that i'll keep that in mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my future child yes i have two other kids music reviews that i can try and do very quickly right yeah, now or okay i want to review another this is another one that i'm highly recommending that i would also rate as like a probably a nine out of ten um, no, this is actually, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 10 out of 10. This is definitely Rafi level. Um, this is Jose Luis Orozco. Um, I think he's a Mexican singer. He might not be, but he sings a lot of different, um, songs in Spanish. They're like kids songs. And sometimes they're just rhymes, um, in Spanish. I think they're from, the songs come from like various places in Latin America. Cause we have a couple song books from him. So we have like the music and the lyrics and it tells you a little bit about it. And then you can also listen to his albums on, like, Spotify. Um, but one, he, like, fucking goes hard on all the songs. He sings with this beautiful vibrato um, every time, which I love. Um, and Sylvia absolutely loves it. If we start singing um, any of his songs, she will immediately go to the bookshelf where we keep his music books and ask to look at them so that we get them down and she'll like flip through the pages um, and dance to his music whenever we're singing it. And it's like so cute. So if you are trying to teach your baby Spanish, you're in a bilingual household with Spanish speakers, you should definitely be listening to Jose Luis Orozco. That sounds very cute. I have a question though. Mm-hmm. When you were saying some of it is rhymes, are you saying he's like spoken word, like saying a rhyme? Yep. With like music in the background, or nope. just kind of just like randomly one track will just him <laughs> being like "sana sana colita de rana," which are just like <laughs> rhymes that I don't, I'm not familiar with because I grew up in an English speaking household. That's awesome. Um, so it's just like little, like yeah, like little children's rhymes randomly come in that you like can clap along to. Sometimes there's Aww. clapping involved. Sometimes he just like says it. It'll just be like a thirty second track of a little <laughs> rhyme, um, and then it goes back to Buenos Dias, and I love it. It's so good, cute. Yeah, and then cute. the other one. This is a thing I would like to rate. Mm, I want to rate it. I'm gonna rate it a seven out of ten because the song's really annoying. But Sylvia immediately just was a huge fan. My sister introduced her to this when she was last babysitting, um, which is the song Peanut Butter Jelly Time, which you mm. may, our listeners, remember from when it was a, uh, there was a viral dancing banana of this when I was age 13 yeah, in seventh grade. Yeah. Um, but it's an extremely annoying song that Sylvia immediately starts dancing to, just like loves it, starts spinning in circles. It's like the best thing she's ever heard. So 7 out of 10 for how happy it makes her. Um, can listen to it maybe once a week before I go insane. 
<laughs> I do remember that. I do love it. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, it's a good one. Do you ever, because you were teach? I know now you teach the middle school, but when you were teaching elementary, did you ever like do songs with the kids? Yes. And I always freaking loved it. So here's what would happen. Mm-hmm. We had this like, at my old school, we had a block of t- two hours where we were doing reading mm-hmm. instruction. And then it was followed by snack. But like you stayed in your small group from reading to like have snack. Mm-hmm. And for snack, I would just freaking put on Bette Midler's Blueberry Pie Hell and the yeah. rest of that album, which is called Every Child Deserves a Lifetime, I believe is what it's called. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> and it was so wholesome. And like we'd eat our little cheese and fruit. And then like like one time my like principal walked by and like looked in our classroom and was just like, This is adorable. And I'm like, Yeah, it's the music. <laughs> it's like, so wholesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's the best. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, it was great. Good times. Oh, the best. We love we love the music with the babes. We do. Mm-hmm. Even if they're for, those were first graders. And you know, first graders enjoy little kids' songs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so i've mentioned my sister a lot and so i want to give a little shout out from the mailbag mailbag corner yeah i'm like imagine imagine okay so we go we've we were walking around in sort of a petting zoo around the back of the palace we're going around to the front to in a palace would you have a mailbox yeah sure all right the butler butler brings it on like a tray yeah the butler comes out to us and is like oh we are presenting these two letters to you madame Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we open them and one is an email from leela shout out to my sister who sent us a wonderful email this past week yeah that email really made my day i was also like i don't even know how to respond to this because words cannot i can't put into words how much leela is amazing I was she, always looked up to her. I know. She's she's the best one. Truly big sister to all. We love you, Leela. Shout out. And then also, shout out to my husband, Stephen, decided to write us an email also. <laughs> yeah, and let's need to discuss that. He specifically, yeah, demands a response from you for something. So do you want to go into this? Yeah. So Stephen corrected me, which is classic Stephen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stephen, <laughs> he's a big corrector. Big correcting energy. <laughs> yes, big correcting energy. In big um, Hermione energy. <laughs> exactly. So in 2017, Fran and Stephen and I went to France and Ireland. Is mm-hmm. that right? 2017. Wow. I know. Um, and it was their honeymoon, and I was also there. Mm-hmm. So that was that's one aspect of the trip. <laughs> you should know. <laughs> and you know what? We loved it. It was perfect. And and in in Ireland we had one night spent mm-hmm. in a bed and breakfast. I don't think there were any other nights that we did a bed and breakfast. Am I right? No, Am I, I think wrong? we stayed in hostels the rest of the time. Yeah, or like little hotels. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so one night was spent in a bed and breakfast. We did have an absolutely phenomenal full Irish breakfast in the morning. So I had. He was correcting me that this summer was not my first bed and breakfast experience. That I mm-hmm. in fact. Have experienced it before. You have experienced the Irish bed and breakfast. This was your so this summer you experienced your first American bed and breakfast. Exactly. You'd only had ever had it before in Ireland on our travels. And you know why? I feel like that Irish experience was so amazing, but there was this shadow hanging over it, which is that the freaking Irish lady whose hotel we were staying at at one point did bump our rental car like into a metal thing and dented our <laughs> rental car 
And so I was like convinced that I was going to have to pay like thousands of dollars. Oh my God. For that reason. And so there was that shadow kind of hanging over Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's so funny. I, I didn't, it. I don't remember that at all. So I, I love that that's still a standout moment to you. That was, and guys, you should know if that's ever, if you're ever in that situation, if it's less than an inch, you're good. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't they literally don't care? Yeah, it was fine. And honestly, shocking that we didn't get into more accidents, given that uh, we were driving on the other side of the road and uh, well, figuring it the fuck out. That was the thing. So sweet Stephen was driving the whole trip on the mm-hmm. opposite side of the road, did a perfect job. Mm-hmm. We can't fit into a parking spot and we trust this old Irish lady to mm-hmm. park it for two seconds and she manages to slam it into a piece of metal. So... It was so sad. <laughs> that was truly devastating. Two out of ten to yeah. watching someone else hit, like, drive your car immediately and dent it. Um, yeah. But I would say nine out of ten to the bed and breakfast experience that we had in Ireland. And definitely ten out of ten to a full Irish breakfast, which they provided for us. Yeah, that was definitely the best place we stayed and mm-hmm. he wanted us to rate full Irish breakfast overall which I'm gonna give a nine out of ten actually mm. because it's amazing yeah but I'm telling you the black pud is just for show if, if Abs- you're Irish you can eat the black pud everyone else is eating the black pud it's for show um let me just say <laughs> let me just reiterate that it's a 10 out of 10 and blood pudding for me is a 10 out of 10 well it you're is- Irish it is soft Ish. and delicious and meaty and wonderful. I, I was actually – I was thinking of doing a 9 out of 10 for the full Irish breakfast just because of the – like of how I transform into a stuffed sausage <laughs> as I consume that amount of meat and just like lard as part of a breakfast of just like you can't do anything afterwards. So delicious. I love the tomatoes. I love the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Dude, you know, we were talking about Christmas decorations and stuff. So, like, I'm not super into Christmas and holiday decor, but I am actually a big fan of, like, small traditions. Mm. Um, and something that Steve and I have done the past two years that I'm hoping to carry on as a Christmas morning thing is to make a full Irish breakfast for Christmas Ooh. morning. That's nice. That's mm-hmm. very, very nice. Yes. I love it. Love me some soda bread. Love me some Irish sausage, blood sausage, fucking roasted mushrooms. So good. If I could just interject, I feel like soda bread tastes like a chemicals. It tastes like baking soda and it tastes bad. But everything else (laughs) that you've said is true. (laughs) I would say that that's sometimes true. Okay, but this has changed my life. So we have, all right, we're fully, we've, we fucking have gone to the cottage. We're out of the yeah. pop culture palace. We've gone to our countryside Irish cottage to review the various Irish foods and things. Okay. Irish soda bread, I would rate as a, it's like, I want to rate it higher. <laughs> I want to rate it a six out of 10 because it's so frequently so dry and fucking bad. Cause you but know, it, it doesn't taste good. But when it's good, it's like a nine or 10 out of 10. And this, so this is what changed my life. Is that we have my life in re- in regards to Irish soda bread specifically. We got a cookbook called Country Irish Cooking. I don't remember the author, but I think you could probably just look up Country Irish Cooking. And they have a recipe for what they call soda farls. And a farl can refer to a loaf, but also like a piece of bread. And you use, um, I think I made it with yogurt instead of, it's calls for yogurt instead of buttermilk. 
And then instead of baking it, and you cut it into little pieces, and then instead of baking it, you do it in like a cast iron pan, like a dry cast iron pan, kind of more. So you're getting more like English muffin vibes, but with soda bread. And I found that the yogurt, instead of the buttermilk, I really like the texture. Like I think it's a little bit better than most soda bread I've had. And I think part of that is also the pan cooking it. It's so good. And so that's what I do for Christmas morning instead of doing a traditional soda bread okay quick question are you putting mm-hmm. raisins in this john absolutely not okay good i'm because i've only had it with like raisin it's like so so here's so here's another little <laughs> oh <laughs> here's another little factoid which is that um irish soda bread traditionally is just buttermilk baking soda flour and salt and but when you buy irish soda bread in in the states um it usually has a bunch of butter in it often currants and I feel like there's other maybe they put like seeds and stuff in it but like all sorts of things like orange zest things like that mm-hmm. that sort of gussy it up and make it basically like a giant scone which can be delicious but is very non-traditional and I try to keep to a more traditional full Irish breakfast if I'm really doing it mm-hmm. um, I prefer to use whole wheat flour if I can which is also like a, a like a like a soft whole wheat flour if that means anything to anyone listening um and that i would definitely rate as like a nine ten out of ten but like yeah i don't i don't need to have raisins in it and especially with such a savory breakfast i want something to be soaking up my egg yolk and all of my like bacon grease i don't want sweet thing with it i will believe this when i taste it because my experience has been dry plus chemicals plus raisins plus no salt equal very 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 bad taste okay okay this is my fantasy is that you come visit and then i'm we do a full irish breakfast whenever you come visit and stay with me that sounds great when can we do it literally anytime anytime you make whenever you next come here ideally it will be sometime when it's not like today's supposed to be like fucking really hot like 95 99 degrees today i feel like it's not a good day for full irish breakfast but pretty much any time in the winter months, I think we need to do this. Great. Yeah. It's definitely a cozy breakfast. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. nice. Oh, I have a food review, actually, on that food note. All right. Um, If we could just step out of the cottage and, mm-hmm. oh, do you see, we're out on this patio now and you see, like, crashing waves below you and you see, like, white buildings and everything's just, like, very, very white. And you Ooh. turn and you're like, oh, we're in Greece. Oh my god. <laughs> it's beautiful here. It's so beautiful. Um and I would like to review a Greek salad. Mm. Now stay with me, okay? Okay. I'm talking about a Greek salad that does not have any lettuce, okay? I love okay. lettuce. Typically I love lettuce. Mm-hmm. But this Greek salad which I'm following a New York Times recipe as I always say, mm-hmm. is just you chop a tomato, you chop mm-hmm. a green bell pepper, you chop a cucumber okay okay you make the easiest dressing in the world that's like oil red wine vinegar grated garlic um, oregano salt pepper okay Mm -hmm. shake that up drizzle it over top put some kalamata olives on top put some capers thinly sliced onion slabs of feta i was gonna say there better be a fuck ton of feta (laughs) i was talking slabs waiting for the feta drop in slabs no crumbled feta here Okay, mm. must be slab chunk feta. Love it. 
because that's the good kind. And guys, you've had the best salad you've ever tasted. It's so refreshing. It's so good. I had it for lunch today and yesterday. And mm. it's just like it always hits. Dude, it's that's very sounds, good. Like that sounds so good. So I feel like the freshness of the like cucumber and the tomato and then salty, salty olives yes. and feta cheese. It's like you're getting creamy, you're getting crunchy. That sounds phenomenal. I'm yeah, and capers. so hungry. Oh yeah, and the briny ass capers. Hell yeah, it's so good. And like, I feel like you could easily, if you wanted to, like, like that's a perfect lunch to me. I feel like you could add like you know chickpeas if you wanted to like make it more proteiny. Mm. But just so good, just so good. That sounds hella good. Um, is this a perfect ten salad for you? For me, this is a perfect ten. It's like hitting. It's I could not improve it. It's perfect. Nice. That I mean, if so I had good. like, if I had freshly like baked bread, like pita bread that was like just come came out of like the special oven, mm. um, and like I could stuff it in there, maybe that would be even better. I don't know. That would be a different vibe, mm. but mm-hmm. but very good. But a delightful vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of salads, speaking of salads, if we go if we go out into our little yard, where, our little organic garden, we notice that we have to have a big fucking compost pile. I want to rate composting. Oh. Um, yeah. I okay. I was able when I lived in Davis. When I lived in Davis, at a certain point after living there in apartments for a while, they had like a citywide composting program. The city distributed a bunch of little composting buckets everywhere. Suddenly had. Like the yard waste, but like containers, um, were now allowed. You could put kitchen waste in it and food waste. Um, it stinks. It's gross. But I started doing it. I did not love it at the time. I would say five, six out of ten, nasty. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got used to doing it. Nasty, so nasty. And I moved to Vallejo. We did not have a yard waste can, and because we didn't really. Like, we didn't want to pay for it. We lived in an apartment where people just filled, like, our garbage cans, um, lived in an alley where people would sometimes just, like, dump a bunch of construction materials and junk in our cans, and we'd have to pay to get it taken away. So we were, like, not investing in the yard waste, and you couldn't put kitchen compost in the yard waste thing. Mm. But very recently, like, I'm pretty sure – I could be wrong on this, but I'm, like, pretty sure it's, like, a recent thing, like, this summer – the city of Vallejo, you can compost your kitchen scraps into a yard waste bin. And we just moved into a house. And so we got a yard waste bin because we got a lot of yard to waste. Um, and so oh. we are officially back on the compost train after like a year and a half, two years of not composting. And I'm going to rate it a 7 out of 10. It makes me so happy to be able to throw food waste into a compost bin and not into the trash. It makes me so happy to do that. It still stinks and is gross, which mm-hmm. is why it's not a 10 out of 10 experience. Um, slimy, disgusting, sits on my counter. Um, but yeah, definitely 7 out of 10. I get delighted every time I do it. So wait, the city picks up the compost you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's okay. like you put it in like a yard waste can, like your green can yeah, that you yeah, roll yeah. out. So once a week it gets picked up. Um, okay, wait, another clarifying question. Does your new house have one of those things in the drain that like chews up food if you wanted it to? Uh, do you mean a garbage disposal? Yes. Do you have yes, that? Yes, yes. Did you always have that? Because I've never had that. So I had it when I lived in Davis, but in our apartment, it I did not have one. 
That sounds like honestly a delight. I mean, I know that's Dude. like not composting, but that sounds so useful. No, it is. They okay. So this is a thing. I they are extremely useful. It's so helpful. However, it's like you don't actually want to put shit in your kitchen sink. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter the fact that a garbage disposal can process this stuff. This is just like an FYI for anyone that's doing that. Of just like if you're putting food down your fucking kitchen sink, you're gonna end up with clogs. Like that is not what your water pipes are for they are not mm-hmm. to carry away ground up food so it is still even if you have a garbage a garbage disposal you should be like putting in some sort of catcher thing and getting as much of the stuff out and into your compost or your trash can because like know. your pipes are just not designed for that i was just talking actually to my boss about this so i remember learned i learned this actually specifically in baking school of just like oh because that was the first time I was in like a actual kitchen, like a professional style kitchen of like, you don't put garbage disposals in professional kitchens because it would be so much fucking food waste going down the sink. Yeah, and you like yeah. can't do that because that's terrible. Like the volume you do in a household is usually not enough to be a huge problem for you, but it like is still not good. And I, then I was yeah talking to my boss about this recently of like people just think that like when you put shit down the sink or in the toilet or something that it just somehow like disappears but like no it's in your pipes probably like clogging up your shit like you shouldn't be like flushing hair down the toilet um we were talking Mm -hmm. about this because she just moved and someone had poured all of their aquarium into the bathtub to try (laughs) and get rid of the stuff and now um it's very fortunate that she uh, lives with her boyfriend who like can do plumbing work and has a snake and has to like snake all of their pipes now because this person just was dumping shit down the drain wow that is extremely fortunate like that's I know. yeah that's the dream dude anyone who has practical skills in like construction plumbing electrical work um, yeah painting like any of that mecha- like mechanic kind of stuff like anything working on a car I give you a 10 out of 10 to those skills. Those skills are incredible. Foreign to me, I have none of those skills. And I truly envy anyone that can do any of that stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. I would love like an adult class where you just like in a non-professional sense like learn mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. 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 I feel like that would be good. I feel like there must be like – it's probably like a thing that community colleges used to offer and then has slowly been cut by budget cuts because <laughs> like yeah. I feel like basically any like kind of classes that serve the community and aren't like a way to extract money from students trying to get a degree are just <laughs> cut constantly <laughs> like the first things to go <laughs> yeah that's true uh, yeah anyone that wants to teach me like the basics of that just uh hit my line email the pod Fran and Emma pod at gmail yeah hit us up Mm-hmm. Um, I only have one more review. Oh, okay. But do films count as pop culture? That's my question. Well, we're out of we're out of there. Never mind. Never. Well, mind. I mean, we can go back in. We can go back. The pop culture palace is always open. I mean, we've also done plenty of like movie and random reviews related to pop culture and not entered the palace before, so we can just do it anytime. We're 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 entering the film forum because I have one Ooh. film to review. Okay. Um, we watched. The Finnish movie, compartment number six. Mm. Guys, this movie is in Russian and Phil- and Finnish, but the director's Finnish. Any hooser. It's mm-hmm. basically a like sweet love story, mm-hmm. but it's so cute and it was so good. 
I very, very, very much enjoyed this. So the premise is basically this um, Finnish girly. She's like in Moscow and she um, is in love with this woman. Anyway, she she's going on this train up north, I mm-hmm. assume, in Russia to see like the um, petroglyphs, like, mm-hmm. you know, ancient rock drawings or whatever. Um, and she was supposed to go with um, this lady that she like is in love with, but the lady backed out. So she's going by herself. And she gets onto the train and there's this like very gruff man sharing the train compartment with her. And it's like a multi-day journey. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it sounds like something you might have seen before, right? It's like they're on a train, Mm -hmm. kind of a love story. But like it's not a story. Yeah, it's very fresh. It's not it's not like something you've seen before. And I really liked it. Very cute. That sounds great. Yeah, I would rate it, honestly, I want to say 9 out of 10. Like, I felt like it was very special. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. It was one of my goals to uh, watch more movies in the next few weeks. Like, as we have more time, as we finish unpacking, which is just fucking interminable. Um, oh, I want to yeah. be watching more movies and, like, TV. Yeah. I love it. Cause I'm, I'm out of TV. I'm I'm behind. I'm still I'm like two episodes behind right now on season two of Reservation Dogs. Although I would say so far, um, I I'm like nine out of ten, and I'm only not giving it ten out of ten because I have not finished the season yet. Okay, I haven't started episodes. season two, so I gotta do. That. I am preferring it to season one. Oh wow! I know. I think this it's just because good. season one like centers on such a heavy topic. The, mm-hmm. Even though there have been some serious moments in the first few episodes of the second season, it doesn't feel, like, as dark to me. And it's, mm-hmm. so it's not, like, a that it's, like, a better show necessarily. But, like, my uh, – I'm, I'm enjoying watching it more and that, like, I don't – it's not, like – yeah, it's just not as intense to be watching. Like, it feels easier to watch. And it's just, nice. like, been very, very funny. Um, which is basically I only want to be watching funny things. Yeah, I feel you on that for sure. Yeah, so I would recommend it. Um, well, of, oh, okay. I wanted to ask you about something. Did you Ooh. mention Follies on the podcast? Follies the musical? Hell yes. yes. It's yeah, my one of my favorite musicals ever, ever, ever. Possibly my favorite musical. Um, amazing. So the reason I bring it up is I didn't see it, but, uh, I forgot during our little mail section where we talked about Lila and Steven is that I also received a check, a text, a text, a text (laughs) from Jim, my sweet, sweet uncle who shout out to their Christmas decorations from before shout out to being one of our older listeners who I love. Um, I got a text from him saying how much he and Quinter enjoying the podcast and how they were about to go see Follies and they were very excited about it. Oh my I gosh, in San Francisco? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exciting. I really hope it's as good as I remember it being. Because I was, listen, mm-hmm. if you're going to see Follies, this I was in the absolute right moment to see Follies. First of all, I saw the production that starred freaking Bernadette Peters, mm. who, like, you can't top that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was also some famous guy who I whose name is escaping me anyway. He was great too. <laughs> also, I was in Prime Heartbreak. If you are mm-hmm. in Prime Heartbreak and you see a show about heartbreak and like love lost, like you're gonna experience it at a deeper level. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna really mm-hmm. hit you where mm-hmm. it needs to hit. And so that definitely happened. And 
So yeah, I hope it's as amazing as I remember, but I'm, I'm confident in it. Well, I'll, I'll have to check back in with them and do another check-in. This will be a multi-episode check-in on Follies. And if you just want to taste, guys, the song Losing My Mind, oof, great <laughs> I song. was hoping that you were going to break into song for a I second. Will like, if you guys just want to taste, let me just lay it down. <laughs> the coffee cup, I think about her, or whatever. <laughs> okay, I don't That's know. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. It's really good song. Incredible. <laughs> great breakup jam. I love that. I love that. Because um, it's like... It's like, do you like miss them and want them, or are you just like literally going insane? <laughs> Which is <laughs> definitely how it feels. Yeah, I was gonna say that is a really good question. I think that about a lot of things that I uh, experience. Like, am I experiencing this thing, or am I going insane? Yeah, exactly. for so many things. For so many things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> I wanted to bring that up. I'm trying to think if I have any, um, oh, I want to, I want to end on, I have another, I have another very positive review. Oh, yay. Um, so if we're, if we're getting to a close, I have a, I feel like a good closer for me. Perfect. Um, which is, I want to rate it's it's. Oh. Um, it's it's are, if you're not familiar, it's a San Francisco treat. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like a classic uh ice cream sandwich it's got like an oatmeal it's got two oatmeal cookies with ice cream in the middle and then the whole thing has been dunked in chocolate the chocolate covered cookie ice cream sandwich um that are from san francisco i have pretty (laughs) much only ever had the vanilla ones um Mm. because that is like the easiest one to find although i've heard that other flavors are better than vanilla but i would say even just with the vanilla it's definitely a nine out of ten they're so good, and one of the best things about it is that they are always these days at grocery outlet. So I have been buying its its constantly. Also, an amazing thing about an its it is that Sylvia still doesn't really know what ice cream is yet. So she's <laughs> I'm eating my its it, and she is begging me for food, like coming up and yelling at me because I'm not sharing with her. And I cut her a little slice of apple and give it to her. <laughs> And I say, here's your treat. And then she happily eats her apple and doesn't Cute. know what an it's it is yet. Um, it's like I'm, I basically try to avoid giving Sylvia sugar just so I don't have to share it with her. It is like not for her health. It is just so that I can continue to eat my ice cream in peace. Um, yeah, that's fair. Wait, hold on. I've enjoyed it's it's. I've mm-hmm. enjoyed them. I love that it's a local thing. I've definitely been like, you know, my dad mm-hmm. loves them. It's like, oh, it's a local thing. But I have one word for you all. Mm raisins why are not raisins in them there are raisins in the oatmeal cookies and the question is why okay i'm looking this up because i don't even register them i don't even register there's There's like a few there's like a couple yeah it's not that many but i'm I'm gonna have to fact check this after the podcast and force you to issue a retraction if you're wrong but i I know i'm not wrong so I would say that if there are raisins, even though you're sure you're not wrong, <laughs> but if there are raisins, that I have literally never noticed them because they are not um, a significant part of the cookie. That's fair. They're definitely small. I personally, I just love a classic chip, which of like a chocolate chip cookie mm. with vanilla and, and like maybe some chocolate chips around the outside. Like that to me is just better. But- yeah, that's how Steven feels. He doesn't Okay, see, and this is for me also even boost my rating on it's it, which is if I buy ice cream, Steven's going to eat 
at <laughs> least half, if not all of the ice cream in like one sitting. But if I buy an it's it, he doesn't eat any of it because he doesn't like oatmeal cookies and it's all for me. Nice. I like not that. sharing with baby, not sharing with husbo. All for Fran. <laughs> all for Franny. I love mm-hmm. that. 10 out of 10 when it's all for me. <laughs> ah, that was a good closer. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, the rest this, of your weekend. You have lifted my mood. I love going to the Pop Culture Palace. This has been great. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to go get Pinkberry, which I reviewed in the past. I love you, Pinkberry. Dude, hell yeah. Get some vitamin D and get some vitamin PB. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vitamin P. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to hopefully, I don't know, I have no plans. I'll hopefully like clean something in the fucking, where like I'll hopefully like unpack one of our like many boxes that is still fucking not pack, unpacked yet. But maybe I'll just take a nap. I don't know. I also thought about taking a nap. That sounds great. I've yeah, had zero yeah. caffeine. Damn. What? Ew. Am I had three cups of coffee and I'm still tired. <laughs> Dude, fertility journey, I've been done. I went down to one espresso shot per day. So like half of the amount that less than half probably than I typically would. And then today, if I just skip it, it's like you can't even tell because it was so little to begin with. Damn, girl. Damn. You are you are truly doing the work. I hope you enjoy your pink berry because you deserve it. Every moment of every day, you deserve pink berry. Thank you. I hope you have a good day. Thank I'll talk you. to you later. Ha- happy Sunday, reviewers. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right. Bye.